4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Oh, what's going on, everybody? We'll get to two sides that are in completely different stages here in a moment. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, And over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So NBA free agency right around the corner begins Thursday. And look, this guy is not a free agent. He's on a team that probably not going to strike it rich with free agent acquisitions. That would be the Portland Trailblazers. So Damian Lillard, star player, he sat down. With Blazers GM Joe Cronin. And Joe Cronin says. We remain committed to building a winner around Dame. Is what he says. Now. Here is the, the very uh, quick Cliff's Notes version. Damian Lillard is a loyal dude. Wants to remain in Portland. But doesn't want to be on an ultra young team. Wants to contend wants a a veteran, you know, like upper echelon co-pilot, if you will, where they could make a run. That's what he wants. That's not where the Blazers are. Have you ever dated someone that's ready for marriage, but you weren't? That's Dame and the Blazers right now. Two very different stages. Damian Lillard is ready for commitment. His championship clock is ticking. Kind of like a biological clock. His championship clock is ticking where he's like, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Time's a-wasting, right? The Blazers, they're not ready for that yet. The Blazers are like, ah, man, I, you know, ah, I, I'm just not ready. That's the Blazers. Their roster is not good enough to contend. They're coming off of two straight losing seasons. So Dame and the Blazers are in two completely different stages. And I also think this is interesting as well with Dame and the Blazers. Have you ever been loyal to someone who wasn't loyal in return? I don't think it's completely fair to say the Blazers are the latter. But... I mean, it's in the ballpark. Damian Lillard has been ultra loyal to the Blazers organization. He could have left a long time ago and said, look, this roster, it's good, but I'm uh, I'm trailing numerous other teams in the talent department. I want out of here. I want to go somewhere else. He could have done the LeBron. He could have done the, uh, you know, Paul George, Kawhi. Name it. There have been so many star players that have gone to super teams. Could have done the Kevin Durant. The list goes on and on. He could have done that. He didn't. He said, I want to stay here. I'm loyal to the soil, as he always says. He grew up in Oakland. This goes back to some of his early, early, early teams. He didn't leave his less talented team and try to go to the most talented team. He stuck it out. He stayed with his squad. That's how he's built. And it is admirable. But man, it sucks if you're loyal to someone and they aren't as loyal in return. And I, I'll i try to be as accurate and fair as possible. I don't want to paint the picture as if the Blazers have surrounded him with nothing. He's had some good... Players around him, C.J. McCollum was a very good player for the Blazers for a long time. He's had some good role players. Nurkic has been pretty good. Uh, you know, it's been a revolving door with you know, yeah, I could give you names till you're I'm blue in the face with uh, Robert Covington or you know, uh, you know, uh, list goes on and on. We'll say that much. But I'll put it this way. Dame has been more loyal to the Blazers than they've been loyal in return. They love his services. They haven't bent over backwards to make the move completely risky to say, "All right, this is truly a team that can contend for a championship." You know, it he's had rosters that have been good, that could make noise, that could make a run in the playoffs. But they're not beating the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals when they are absolutely loaded. Like It's just not going to happen. Now, a couple other parts to this is that I think sometimes we can be as fans like helicopter parents. You know? We're just meddling. We're just prying too much. Like I think that a lot of times these conversations... We think we know what's best for a player. There, I hear these conversations about Damian Lillard. It's like we think we know what's best for Dame and what he would would want ultimately. And the thing is, what we think is best for a player or in their best interest might not be. I mean, I could be victim of this as well. I, I keep thinking, man, I hope Dame doesn't, uh, stay in Portland, and then one day think, I stayed too long. I should have gotten out. I should have gone somewhere else. I hope he doesn't think that or feel that way. And, you know, I, I, he's given so much, I just hope that isn't the, the conclusion he reaches. But guess what? That thought, he might be completely fine with that. He might be more fine with sticking it out with Portland compared to going to another team and one of two things, joining a super team, which he doesn't want to do, or going to another team that he doesn't love, that he doesn't feel the same loyalty, the same affection for, and either trying to win a championship, falling short of a championship, maybe he just doesn't want to do that. <laughs> we have to leave that possibility open that what we think is best for oh, you just go to this other team, you're in a much better position to compete for a championship, Maybe you win one and you're right off into the sunset and all is happy and well. Maybe that's not what he wants. You have to leave that possibility open there. This happens a lot. It's happened with Tom Brady. Hey, why didn't you leave after winning a Super Bowl with Tampa? You just right off into the sunset. Because he didn't want to. Tim Duncan, similar thing. He won a championship very late in his career. That could have been it. He could have done the Jerome Bettis, John Elway. I'm just that's enough for me, guys. Catch you later. But he didn't. You know, he ran it back, came up short. But he doesn't have to wrestle with what if. There are some athletes. You'll learn this over the years. The what if questions. What if I came back? What if we won an, another championship? Man, we could have. I. I they just wrestle with what if. And that's worse than coming back and finding out, oh gosh, it it did not go well at all. (laughs) Like, you know, Brett Favre. I think Brett Favre is a lot like that. Brett Favre had a really good season with the Vikings. Threw 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, made it to the NFC Championship game. Successful season, all things considered. He could have retired right then. He didn't. He came back. And the last season in his NFL career was awful. Off More interceptions than touchdowns. He's texting Jen Sturger. The Iron Man streak comes to an end. It was a colossal disaster. And he might have said if he could have done it all over again, he wouldn't have come back for another year. But without knowing how it was going to go down and sitting there wondering, man, if I would have come back... We are on the doorstep of a Super Bowl berth. If I don't throw that stupid interception, throwing back across the middle of the field, we probably beat the Saints. We probably make it to the Super Bowl. We might have won the Super Bowl. What if I would have come back the next year and we could have won? And I said, no, I'm just going to retire now. He might have wrestled with that way more than even how awful the actual season played out this final year in the NFL. The point is, Sometimes what we think is in a player's best interest actually isn't in their best interest. So as it relates to Dame, and we're thinking, man, you got to get out of Portland and just go to Miami or some other team and got a better chance. Just pump the brakes for a second and at least realize that might not be what he wants. (laughs) And we act like it has to be what he wants. How could he want anything less? It might not be what he wants. It's very interesting to see what happens in this offseason with Dame. I think this also, last little you know cherry on top in this whole discussion, I think the Blazers have to move him. I do. Dame is going to turn 33 in mid-July next month. It's going to be 33 years old. He's coming off a strong season. Put up some of the best numbers in his career. He is an asset right now. And the Blazers have this young pup team, and they've got Dame, who you can still get a haul for. If you can get a bunch of draft picks, maybe an asset on top of it, and set yourself up even better for the future, that's what you have to do. And I understand it hurts. Dame has been so loyal. He has been... It's <laughs> been sent straight from the basketball gods to Portland. Good luck getting these big-time free agents over there. They, they don't. It's not a destination. But look at the Nuggets. Look at how they were just built. Some of their core players, their best players, draft picks. The Nuggets traded Carmelo Anthony. No, Carmelo is not to the Nuggets what Dame is to the Blazers. He's not. But. They traded Carmelo. They made the tough decision to move him to the Knicks. And Mello was forcing his way out, so that helped. But in return, one of the draft picks turned into Jamal Murray, who was a key part of them just winning a championship. Another draft pick was Nikola Jokic. Now, the 41st overall pick, good luck finding the next Jokic. But the point is this. A lot of times you talk about Portland, it's just, oh, it's not a free agent destination. Yeah, it isn't. But these things called draft picks can greatly help your organization. I don't know that Denver is this free agency hotbed. Everybody's just beating down the door. I got to get me to Denver to play for the Nuggets. Who's been saying that throughout the years? But they had enough draft picks and hit on those draft picks where they built the core of their team, and they just won a championship. So instead of just looking at Portland and, oh, if you trade Dame, man, good luck getting a free agent. Well, good luck getting a free agent now. Wild Dame's been there the whole time. I, I would move Dame and make an incredibly difficult decision and say, this is what's best for the franchise. There is no denying that's what's best for the franchise. Like, what makes more sense Having Dame coupled with all these young players, and they're not even close to a title contending roster. While he gets older, and the return for him in a trade gets lessened, or is it moving him now after a strong season, he's about to turn 33, you can still get a haul for that guy. And you, you can use those draft picks to go along with your young core. You just drafted Scoot Henderson. You've got Shaden Sharp. You've got these young, young guys. you got to do it. I mean, this is like uh, Boston. Look at what Danny Ainge did. Danny Ainge went over there, won a championship with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Adored members of that franchise. And he got on the phone with the Brooklyn Nets and said, You're going to give us what? You're going to give us all these first-round picks and a pick swap? He said, done deal. Do it. And what happened? Those draft picks in that trade turned out to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's the core of their team now that made it to the finals two seasons ago, that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last season. They're at least knocking on the door. (laughs) Would it have made more sense to just keep KG and keep Paul Pierce and not get all of that in return? No. No. It wouldn't have. So I think the Blazers have to make the tough decision and move Damian Lillard. You see franchises that do this that more times than not benefit from it. It's the Niners moving on from Joe Montana. It's the Colts moving on from Peyton Manning. You see this in sports. And I know it sucks and it's hard and it is not ideal whatsoever to move a guy that has been ultra loyal, has been literally, it's like you had a hotline to the basketball gods and said, I'd like a Damian Lillard. And they said, no problem. Here he is. He has been a basketball godsend. And I know it could break your heart to move a guy like that, but it's setting your future up way better. And that's what you need. This is... The Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, okay? I mean, not, I'm not saying McCaffrey was to the Panthers what Dame is to the Blazers. But just follow me. It's all about the window. The Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, their window was not. We're in go for it mode. We're in win now mode. They weren't. They were like, we got to move him. It, it's we're not in go for it mode yet. We're not talented enough. And they moved him. They got some. They got some things in return. They got a haul in return for him. That's the Blazers. They're in the Panthers' territory where they're not in go for it, where they're not good enough. You've got to move your best assets so you can build your future. That's the only move to make is to move Damian Lillard. I hate that that's the reality, but there's no denying it. All right, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Lots to do. I have uh, located the mystery audio. We'll have some fun with that. (laughs) Two hours after the fact. Uh, Oh, gosh. And, man, you talk about... A horrible, horrible, horrible take. That's on the way as well. This is a doozy. I'm Brian, though, in for Big Ben Maller. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to
1: catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Calling all Maller militia foot soldiers. We need your helping hand to gain new recruits by posting and tagging Maller show-related content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all social networks. You are the special ingredient needed to influence others to join our mysterious nocturnal platoon known as the Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Tyrack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, in for Ben Maller, it's Brian Noe.
3: Any love for Slipknot over there, Eddie? A little? Uh, no. No. Uh, Fun fact, Eddie. This is a true story. I got punched in the face by a girl at a Slipknot show in Fresno. That's a true story. Why was
0: that, Brian?
3: Uh, She overreacted is basically what it (laughs) was. To to what? (laughs) I... Okay, so the, here's the scenario. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not going to throw that out there and not let me ask you what happened.
3: Yeah, so total overreaction. At any, You've been to metal shows. I know you've done that, right? Like general admission yes, metal yes, yes. shows. It gets a little rowdy, right? And so what happens at these shows, everybody pushes toward the front. That's just what, it, what happens for a good 10, 20 rows of people. They're just pushing toward the front. More times than not, and so that's what we were doing at this concert. And so at one stage, um, it's probably this girl's boyfriend. He got tired of being pushed. That's just the way it is. Like you kind of have a forearm in the back of the person in front of you because you're getting pushed by a ton of people behind you. That's just how it goes. And so at at some point during this concert, this guy turns around and is facing me and is trying to push me backwards. And I'm like, dude, there's like 15 people behind me. You're not pushing us anywhere, you know? And I feel this tap on my face. And I kind of just like look over. And this girl is retracting her fist from my face. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did she just punch me? (laughs) Sure enough, she punched me. And that was it. I I didn't know what to do. I was stuck. I I wasn't going to retaliate. I'm not going to. You know, deck her. I should have decked her boyfriend. Was the move? But I was so like, wait a minute. What do I? What do I do here? <laughs> Why is decking her boyfriend the move? Because <laughs> I can't hit her. What and the so hell did he like, do? Well, he his girlfriend punched me. That's so not his gotta, problem. That's it. Right. It is. It is his problem now. He's I, got to I, I wear have this more punch. respect
0: if you punched her.
3: No, Absol- I can't punch absolutely. Her. Equal, no. equal equal rights equal lefts. No, it's the only no. way she'll learn. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Then, do it. then
0: he'll then he, you can go after him because he'll probably try and punch you after that.
3: No, I should have punched him. Like no. I just I I couldn't do the math quickly enough right there because I'm not gonna punch her. I, it's just I hate when sometimes you take advantage of that standard where someone like will not hit a girl even though he's been hit. Like some people take advantage of that, but. Uh, I, I couldn't. I'm not going to do that. Um, Yeah, I should have decked him. I was just stuck. I was like, what do I... I I just got hit. I I can't do anything. Come at me, bro. Yeah. I bled a little bit. Bled a little. She caused bleeding. Ah! I don't know who this person She made you was. bleed your own blood? She did. <laughs> and I couldn't even say the line, you know? Because, you know... Uh, I was powerless in that moment right there. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> By the way, your guy Derek Carr is in the news. Speaking of Fresno, Eddie, he's very upset. You catch this story? He, uh, I saw talked it. to the Yeah, I talked to the Fresno B. and he was talking about the way his Raiders career ended. He said, I was, for lack of a better term, I was very upset. I was mad. You spend nine years in a place. You have all the records. You can play at a high level. And for something to get in the way, whether it was whatever reason, money-related or whatever, injury-related, I would have said, I don't even want the money just to play two more games in front of our fans. I didn't get that opportunity. So it definitely lit a fire inside uh, me to keep going. And then he was also asked about If the uh, Raiders said, ah, let's let bygones be bygones, we put you on the shelf for the final two games, but we want you back, D-Carr. Derek Carr said, once they made my wife cry, that was pretty much over. (laughs) Once she cried, that was out, out the window as far as uh, him going back to the silver and black. Uh, Look, man, I get why uh, he would feel that way, and he was there for nine years, and... All things considered, put up some decent numbers. Some of yours put up really good numbers. But they were going in a different direction. And they had to protect themselves because if Derek Carr got hurt in either of those final two games, then Derek Carr might still be there and they wanted to turn the page. So I get both sides of it. I get Derek Carr's side of it where he gives the better part of a decade to an organization and then in his mind gets done dirty like that. But I also get it from the Raiders' point of view where they're looking at it and they're like, okay, so we're 6-9 and with Derek Carr as a starter in 2022. This is the second-worst completion percentage of his career, under 61%. It's the second-worst passer rating of his career. His passer rating was 86.3, and he threw 14 interceptions, which tied a career high. That's what he did in 2022. So I can fully understand the Raiders saying, we got to move on. We got to move on here. Derek Carr, like, scrolling, scrolling, down, down, down. Derek Carr was 24th in passer rating last year. He was just barely above Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, who wasn't killing it throwing the ball last year. That, that's where Derek Carr was. So that's the thing, man. Some of these players, they look at their entire body of work when teams are much more likely to look at the here and now. What is happening now? And more, inf- more importantly, what projects to happen going forward? And the Raiders said, whoa, abort this mission. The other thing I think is lame is that when Derek Carr is talking about being done dirty and, you know, all that type of stuff, he took his ball and went home. It was the same thing that Marcus Mariota did. Mariota found that, found out that he was getting replaced by the rookie Desmond Ritter, and he was like, I'm out of here. I just think that's totally lame. I, I don't agree with that. I think you suck it up and you see it out. It was crazy with the Mariota situation because Arthur Smith, he was the offensive coordinator with the Titans when Mariota was there. So Arthur Smith, the head coach with the Falcons, he brings Mariota over there. And so they have this relationship. Mariota is getting benched. Mariota leaves. He says, I'm going to get my uh, knee worked on. My knee's messed up. Yeah, I'm going to attend to that. (laughs) And Arthur Smith wouldn't cover for him. He's like, it had nothing to do with the knee. (laughs) Why we we made this switch at quarterback. Uh, I just think it's lame that Mariota and Derek Carr left. I would say that for anybody. If you get benched, I mean, really, put it this way. I would love to know Derek Carr's honest, no BS assessment, his true feelings, if one of the upper echelon Raiders players, a teammate of his, was benched and just left. If he'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I get it. I understand that. Or if he'd be like, man, this, we're trying to win over here and I think you should be there for your team. I really don't know what he would say. I'm not sure about that. But I'll put it this way: I think you can look at your situation more favorably, and and sort of give yourself the benefit of the doubt of like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to be a distraction. I just thought it'd be better. And uh, you were just upset, you got benched, and you bolted. But anyway, he was very upset, very mad, and I think that tells you what led to him leaving. He was ticked off. He was mad. And he just left. For anybody who's saying, Brian, what's the big deal? Imagine if everybody did this. Imagine you go back in history where Drew Bledsoe got benched for Tom Brady. Imagine if Bledsoe was like, screw this, I'm out of here. <laughs> How would
0: you look right, at him? All right, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. Yeah? Yeah.
3: The That's your not, boys- he's
0: not being benched. He's being told you're no longer a part of the team anymore. That's different from being benched.
3: Well, it's basically because they weren't Bled going so to play
0: him under any circumstance. Talking about Derek Carr, they were not going to play him under any circumstances. That's not being benched because you weren't getting the job done. They bent, they took him off the field because, as you said, and I agree with it, they didn't want him getting hurt, and then they were going to be on the hook yeah. for him. They want to move on. That's fine, but when you tell a guy you're no longer a part of the team and you're not going to play under any circumstances, that's not being benched. That's being told you're not on the team anymore. So I mm. disagree with you on that.
3: Yeah, well, that's fine. You could disagree, but I same thing with Mariota. It was the same thing. Mariota was, you know, the last four games of the year, Desmond Ritter got a chance to start. Like, when he knew, when Marcus Mariota was told he was being benched, or they're going to give Desmond Ritter a chance to start, he knows that's the end of his I, I don't. I don't know. Falcons. I
0: don't know the circumstances about Mariota, so I can't comment on that. But the, the, the car thing, to me, they told him, "You're not on the team anymore." That's different from being benched. That's different from losing your job, because you can still play if someone's better than you and you're now second string. That's different. But they, that's not. He was not going to play. They were not going to play him under any circumstances. So he's not on the team anymore. You're not playing anymore.
3: Yeah, I I disagree with you, man. Well, you're wrong <laughs> as
0: usual. That's okay.
3: Okay, really? (laughs) I I don't know why it goes there all the time, but um, no. It's totally lame to be like, okay, you're benched. We're moving on without you. Like, imagine if Derek Carr said, okay, but you know what? I want to be here for the team. Maybe I can help out the young young guy getting in there. Uh, I forget the guy that was uh, starting at the very, very end of the season. Stidham? Yeah, Jared Stidham. And they had that game against the, I can't remember, they played the Chiefs very, very late. I I can't remember the game. But imagine if Derek Carr said, okay, you know, I disagree, but let me see this thing on out. Uh, Let me help out Stid. You know, I'll I'll just fade into the background. I won't do any interviews. You won't even know I'm there, but I want to be there for my team. I don't want to just pack up and leave. Would the Raiders then say, no, 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 D-Carr, that would be too much of a distraction. We just can't have that. Like they're not telling him to leave. He chose to leave.
0: But you're and saying like, be there for your team. There's no team anymore. <laughs> he's not on the team anymore.
3: He's still on the team. No, There's not, still you're games not team. If left you're to told played, that
0: you can't play we're not going to play you under any circumstances, then you're not on the team anymore.
3: The well, season well, isn't over
0: yet. But they've declared the season over for you.
3: No, no, no. They've declared going forward in 2023 that you're not in the future plans. So as far Wait, as 2022, they, they, they it hasn't ended. declared it at
0: that moment when they told him we're not going to play you under any circumstances. That's when they declared it. You're not on the team anymore.
3: You're still on the team. You're, you're not benched. You, if, How are wait, you on the team
0: if you have no possibility wait, of playing?
3: Wait a minute. So everybody benched is no longer on the team?
0: No, not benched. If they're told you are not going to play under any circumstance, you cannot get back on the field no matter if three quarterbacks get hurt, how are you still on the team? Because you're still on the roster. <laughs> He's still a member of the roster. If you can't
3: play, you're not on
0: the team anymore. Well, so, so if, like, well,
3: legitimately like, Factually, on the team. Well, so Eddie, if you're
5: if you're out for the season with a torn ACL, are you no longer on the team?
3: No, but that's you're not going to be able to play. Injuries are
0: different. Injuries are different.
3: What if it's career ending? Are you no longer on the team?
0: If it's career ending, then no, you're not on the team anymore.
3: What if you're taking up a roster spot?
0: All right, it's time to break.
3: <laughs> guys, guys.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo, of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the goat or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. We give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do.
5: You're off the show. Are you serious? Yeah.
1: Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco Show on the Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Man, I'm just scrolling through career-ending injuries, and uh, you got me heated here, Eddie Garcia. Got me heated. Oh, Gail Sayers. This is a good one. Uh, When he had had a knee injury, I guess his last knee injury, he was off the team. Off the team.
0: I said injuries are different.
3: (laughs) How? How is that different?
0: Because you're off the field because of getting hurt. That's different than an organization telling you, because of financial reasons, we're not going to play you anymore.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay, So you agree
0: listen, with me? Good.
3: No, no, no. That sucks. That sucks for Derek Carr. That's not what you want to hear. Certainly not ideal. But it's still lame that he just took his ball and went home. The team. I'm leaving. Took, took him off the, off the team. The, the, the organization took him off the team. That's what the Falcons did with Mariota. Also lame that he left, too. I, like late. I said, I
0: didn't, I didn't know about the Mariota thing, so I'm only oh, talking about Carr.
3: He's, uh, I wonder if they're going to do this, though, Eddie. You know he's part of that Netflix series called Quarterback?
0: No, I don't know anything about this.
3: But it's. Uh, they chronicle the seasons of uh, Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Mariota, of all people.
0: That was an odd choice.
3: Odd choice. But last year, I, I hope they show this. I, I don't know if they will, but when Mariota got benched for Desmond Ritter and just left... I, I'm curious if that's part of the Netflix special. It starts next next month. If they really get into that, or they just kind of like sweep it under the rug, and it's this nice little, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hope they get into the nuts and bolts of that because that's that's the juicy stuff, right? That's the story that I want to know about. All right, let's close it down in style. Right around the corner, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got a crazy statement. Maybe a, a Ben Maller staple around the corner as well. Uh, we will get to one of our trusted members of the Maller militia. That's on the way. I'm Brian, though, in for Big Ben Maller. This is Fox Sports Radio. Red bastard. Fox Sports
1: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: If you listen to the Ben Mallor Show for five good minutes, you know it is not for the squeamish or the faint of heart. You're invited to join our secret society online. You get to mingle with other like-minded listeners on Facebook. It's just a few clicks away. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Mallor Show. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, in for Ben Mallor. it's Brian No.
3: Man, I'll tell you, Eddie, Iowa Sam's had some uh, great polls here tonight. Had a little... He went Wayne's World on us, for one, with Alice Cooper, featured in that movie. Very nice. He's gone metal here and there. Uh, Dig from Mudvayne. Not a huge Mudvayne, song, Mudvayne uh, fan, but Dig is a, a great song. Very well done by Iowa Sam. Trusted technical producer. Solid. Solid thumbs up from oh, me Oh, thank that. you. Yeah, nicely done by Iowa Sam. By the way, do you guys see this? Where running back Leonard Fournette, his car caught on fire while he was driving it. He's just driving his SUV, caught on fire on the highway. He shared a video of it. Just destroyed. The whole front end just (laughs) completely destroyed. He wrote on IG, uh, man, it was one of those days today. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, would like to thank God. My car caught on fire while I was driving. But I'm still blessed. It's a good attitude. Very nice. Um, Also this. Dennis Rodman, (laughs) he weighed in on Larry Bird and said, if Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. And you're like, wait, what? Like, Larry Legend? You think that he would not be able to hack it in today's NBA? He went on and said he'd be somewhere over there. His game was fit for Boston at that time in the 80s and stuff like that. Today's world, oh, hell no. There's no way I'm not downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. But I'm saying, no, there's no way. <laughs> no, I'm not downplaying him because he was a great time, great player in that era. But uh, no, no, I'm saying uh, no. And the funny thing is, if you think about Bird, and he's not known as just this lightning quick player because he wasn't. But Rodman went on to talk about Nikola Jokic who also isn't known as a lightning quick player because he's not. And Rodman says, I think the kid from Denver is way better than Bird. Oh, my God. He's slow as hell, but that guy's got a game. I think he's better than Larry Bird in this day and age is uh, what Rodman says. Here's the thing. Wow. I, I, I understand that eras differ. Sometimes eras differ greatly, but the era now doesn't differ so greatly that Larry Bird couldn't play in today's NBA. It's, it's like not that drastically different where I, I understand, like you could hand check, you could fist fight basically on the court, like Kurt Rambis getting clotheslined. he, There wasn't even an ejection on that thing. It's completely different from that standpoint. But it hasn't changed so drastically that Larry Bird would be in Europe. That's insane. I I don't understand how sometimes the era can be blown out of proportion that greatly. Where we act like basketball has turned into like lacrosse or some totally different sport. It's played differently. The rules are different. But to act like you couldn't adjust whatsoever... That's insane to me. That would be like an NFL cornerback who was really, really physical. Bump and run, would bump you, bang you all the way down the field. And now, illegal contact, defensive holding. You're like this great, great player. He'd be in the CFL. Like, there's no chance he could adjust whatsoever. Just done, out of the league. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I want to welcome in Marcel. From Brooklyn, trusted member of the Maller Militia, Marcel. What's going on this morning, bud?
5: Oh, I'll get ready for. It. Don't have much time though. But <laughs> my announcement, instead.
3: Marcel's because Eddie was arguing with me. It's Eddie's fault. Oh, is that true? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, it yeah. is. It's hey, Marcel, fault. are you meeting up with Ben? He's in New York right now.
5: Oh. So, fingers crossed, my friend. <laughs> yes. All right, master your seatbelts. The morning news headlines podcast turns episode 100 in just a couple of hours from now. Okay. Ooh. So, get ready. And yeah. some TV picks, too. So, we're going to wrap up your show. Robin Vegas, good morning. What is your TV pick?
4: Oh, my God. I just hung up on Marcel. Oh, no,
0: See come. oh, that sucks when that
3: happens. Ooh. I still have a TV pick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with pepperoni pizza. I think that. Oh, TV
0: picks, down. Brian. It's Everybody not, have not a food great picks. morning.
3: We'll catch you soon, man.